Chicago. This is your new morning routine. Cap and J-Hood. Follow Cap J-Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app on ESPN 1000. And now on FM at 100.3 HD2. Now, now, now. On Chicago's Home for Sports. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show. On ESPN 1000, streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With the returning David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got JC, we got Jay Moore, we got you for a three-hour ride on this back-to-work Monday with open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. Good morning, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thanks for watching our show and all the shows here on ESPN Chicago. And my buddy is back. Ladies and gentlemen, David Kaplan. Good to be with you, Jonathan. A lot of sports thoughts to get to. But first, I want to find out, and the audience wants to find out, how are you feeling? A thousand percent better. I was a hurting pup on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We had to go up and meet with the big boss, mm-hmm. Daniel Zetterman. Mm-hmm. I was dying in that meeting. Mm-hmm. Dying. But it was an important meeting. Anytime he speaks, it's important. Well, he thinks it is. Okay. And <laughs> well, I got home. I was in bed at 5.20 for the night. Like an old man. Like an old man. Yeah. Didn't eat dinner for two days. Basically didn't eat for two days. Okay. That's a problem. That's not the soda program. Say it with me now. State of the art. <laughs> That's not state of the art. No, no, no. No. I was very concerned about my partner, especially... When he's not eating. Now, for some reason, his name's David Kaplan, doesn't like soup. I don't know where that comes from. Uh, but you, you're not a soup guy, not a lentil guy. No. God. When you're not eating, now that's a problem. That's a concern, I think, for everybody. So my partner kept checking in on me. Greatly appreciate it. Hmm. Shay must have lost my phone number. And All right. <laughs> Go ahead. I got a ton of sleep. A ton of sleep. Mm-hmm. And finally... Saturday, tested. I had no COVID all week. Mm-hmm. Just was a mess. Yeah, but I'm good. But he, but he rose. Back at it. But folks, he rose in the third day. There he is. There's David Kaplan. The third day, Thursday, Friday, but Saturday, there he is. But I'm concerned because again, for all the TV that you've done over the years, all the radio, it caught up with you. And once again, as I told Jesse, I blame Kansas City. The, again, you may feel like you're 30. Mm-hmm. You're not 30. Folks, I know who 30 years old. You know, guys are going to be bopping around the city, jet setting, Chicago to Kansas City, Kansas City to back, you know, all that stuff. That, that's fine. You, you work a morning show. The idea that you were going to leave and go to Kansas City, a late Sunday night game, really no sleep, by the way, between the Sunday night game and the, and the morning show. Here's how I know. You're tweeting at people at 2 and 3 in the morning. We saw this, right? And I told Shay, I said, 
there's going to be a problem because the guy has been up all night. Two, three in the morning, you're tweeting at people. No shot. <laughs> Our show starts at seven. You were out there in that cold. I mean, you were bundled up and everything, but still, you know that the cold seeps in. You thought you were dressed for it. I did. You weren't ready for it. You're not 30. What do you think you're doing there? It was Kansas City. That's exactly what it was. That's what Danny said. Danny tweeted me. Kansas City got you. No question. Or texted me. No. Cap, it was Kansas City. But, but again, burning the candle at both ends won't get it done. I was there on assignment for the show. Assignment, yeah. Oh, yes. What was the assignment? Hey, man, this atmosphere is awesome. Yeah. Uh, what else? I'm cold. <laughs> Cap, that won't, that's not enough. You were there on assignment only because you're like, hmm, I'll experience this. But you didn't have the day off the next day. You sat there and froze your ass off. And keep in mind, because you're on soda, you're sort of a slight individual these days. You turn sideways, people can't see you. So, so the whole thing of you being out there made you sick. That's what happened. That's what my brother said. He's like a dummy. Take Monday off. Get some sleep. Fly back. Tell your stories on Tuesday. I'm like, nope, I got to be there Monday morning. And it took the 5 a.m. I'm good. (laughs) And then look at you, down and out, sitting at home watching Lee Phillip. That's what you're doing. You know who that is. (laughs) You may may, show in the 70s. Yeah, you may feel young, but you know exactly what I'm talking about, which brings me to this, Cap, with you being sick. Now, last time that you were out, you had COVID, correct? Correct. That was last June. Yes, you had COVID. Mm-hmm. And you were, t- you were telling me that I don't know, as Cap told me, I don't know how people live walking, sitting around watching daytime TV because when you're doing a morning show, you're out. You're up there. You're working out. You got to go to this event. You got stuff to do. You got to get t- get to TV, all this, right? But you were never the one to be able to just sit around and watch TV. So I'll ask you, during this Thursday and Friday being out, and you need to be out because Kansas City got you. So... What were you watching? Because I have a top four that I remember watching when I was a kid, when I was sick. I watched, a, I slept a ton. Yeah. And, and the bizarre thing is, so we have a little love seat. Yeah. I'm more comfortable with my legs, and I'm not a tall individual. Yes. With my legs hanging over the side of the love seat mm-hmm. than stretching out on the couch. I don't know why that is. But I enjoy the little corner of the love seat and then let my legs just drape over the side. And I watched a lot of Law and Order while I was awake. I and know. the horse racing channel. <laughs> okay. <I'm, laughs> I know why you like the little love seat versus the couch. It's the equivalent of the, of the prisoner, like on Your Honor, uh-huh. the judge. Yeah. Where he prefers to lay on the floor than an actual nice bed. Because he's used to just being able to be in his little spot, his little cot in prison. Correct. More comfortable there on the floor, a little cot, than actually a comfortable bed. Correct. So I think this goes back to your coaching days. Sleeping on the couch. In the office. Yes, but a little That happened many times. But not a big, not not, not a nice, comfortable sofa. It was like a little corner. So you're going back to your coaching days with that. Am I I correct? Probably accurate, because I remember sleeping on this red leather couch in Coach McDougal's office. (laughs) And it was small. With your legs. Like a love seat. With your legs over the top. Right. <laughs> With the, we didn't have digital back then. It was like either a VHS tape mm-hmm. or a film. And just put it on. 
So let's go around the room here. Jay Moore, tell me, when you were sick as a kid, what TV show was on? It's one thing to be sick and sleeping through it, but sometimes you turn the TV on. When I was a kid, all I could remember is MASH. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Reruns of MASH being on. Yeah, that's about it. Okay, a little, I saw a little Hot Lips, a little Alan Alda. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. That's not wrong. All right, so, JC, when you were sick, what TV show was on? Like, you, you're, you're, you're in a haze, you're sick, but this, this show's on. What is it? I mean, I think I had something on the Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, it was like General Hospital. It's like I would fall asleep to it, like with like Jay Moore, like that Laura. would come on, and you know, Luke and Laura, <laughs> watch that for a little bit, put me to sleep. Okay, Cap, I have a top four, and and again, my partner here uh, is disgusted by all the daytime TV, confused by it, of what is on during the daytime when he's out with me. You know, he's got appearances, working out. No time for daytime TV. Never. Absolutely not. So as a kid, top four. Uh, number four would be the news. Mm-hmm. News would be on. Right. You find out what's going on, you know, on Channel 2. And again, keep in mind, Cap, I grew up in a Channel 2 home. Because when mom would turn the TV on, what's the first channel would come on? Two. Two. <laughs> it would stay there <laughs> right. the whole time. They didn't, re- re- didn't recognize the other channels when I was, until I was an adult. Um, but it would stay on too. Keep it on. Burley Hines has a report. Oh, sorry. Beg your pardon. Sox <laughs> game's on. Hey, <laughs> Harry Porterfield's got something. There's a fire on the south side. We've got to go there. Uh, he would or be there. Someone you should know in the community. Let me tell you something right now. Saturday's at 5 o'clock. You better be in front of the TV to watch someone you should know. I would be playing, like, softball or playing baseball down the street, and my mom, embarrassingly, would say, Johnny, someone you should know is on. Come home. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I got two on and two outs. What do you mean? I'm trying to... Come on home. It's 5 o'clock. Now, there's no, like, VCR or anything like no. that. No. You had to watch it live or you missed it. Correct. So, here, guys, I got to go. Your mommy's says you got to come home. Look at him. Like, yeah, someone you should know is on. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back in a half hour. <laughs> you know, like, so it was on two the entire time. So news would, would be number four if I was sick. Number three, underdog. Underdog's my all-time favorite cartoon. No question. All-time. Underdog would be on because that would be on at noon, 1230. Yep. This is a time when I was at, uh, in public school grade school where you can come home for lunch correct don't know if that's a thing now but coming home for lunch mm-hmm. at noon yeah you go to school you come home for lunch and then go back before the buzzer at one o'clock correct it's the way it used to be i was only a block away from middleton school back mm-hmm. in the day we lived on drake mm-hmm. one block and i could find my way home yes young of the restless was number two mm-hmm. because it's mom's soaps you're not turning off the Y and the R. And again, CBS, mm-hmm. so it wasn't going off the air. Yep. She's like, hey, don't turn, change the channel. What would she say? My stories are on. Stories. I mean, like soap operas? Stories. Don't turn my story off. Hmm. So then Young and the Restless would be on. And, of course, number one would be uh, Sesame Street. There you go. Yeah, Bruce and I were my brother. We're not Sesame Street people. We were not. We'd watch the McGilla Gorilla Hour of Power. <laughs> Remember that? Mm-hmm. With little OG and McGilla Gorilla oh, yeah. and Clutch Cargo. Yes. With the characters where the mouths moved way off. Very key. odd. Very it, odd. It was, the, the, the voice and the mouth did not match on Clutch Cargo. Chelveston the Duck. 
Yes. With Frazier Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously Underdog with Sweet Polly, Pure Bread. What are you saying? Chelvis Cubs are going to win today. <laughs> yeah. Three to two. And then Ray Rayner in the morning. So you, so it sounds like you were more into the cartoons than the actual puppets. So you didn't like Bert and Ernie. That's, that frightened you as a child? I just didn't. We, we just, but it wasn't our bag. <laughs> Sesame Street. You're not a Sesame Street guy. No. I mean, they had good stories to tell, though. You learned about numbers and letters. That's still on, on demand if you care to watch. I'll I think pass. It's, yeah, oh, no, it's good stuff, though. It's educational. Absolutely. I was actually, while I, when I was awake the other days, while I was sick last week, mm-hmm. gambling horses. Oh, well, there's nothing wrong with that. TVG. Love Hawthorne app and TVG. Oh, yeah. Now that's, called FanDuel TV. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having that on because it's on. God, they're running uh, horses and races all day. Oh, they, yeah. Then they go to the internationals. Correct. <laughs> so it never stops, that channel. Yes. So I understand. So let's ask this question. JC, let's open the phone lines. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776. My partner is back. He's alive, and he's standing up, and he's ready to go this morning. Let's go. But there was daytime programming that he was watching. So we're asking you the question, when you were sick, what was the show that was always on your TV? I mean, it's one thing to be sick, but as a kid, there's always something on. Imagine being a kid now in 2023 when you have 24-hour cartoon channels. I would have got all Fs, Jay Moore. It's like, there's no way, right? At least back then, as Cap will tell you, the specialized cartoon, you know, at noon to 1 o'clock, you get them on the weekends. But now, 24-7 cartoons. It's kind of jacked up. I would have been ruined. Yep. <laughs> right. And there, were, and there was, remember, it was a big deal if you could get 32 or 44. Oh, yeah. On your TV, yeah. the UHF channels, they called them. Yes. That's right? Exactly right. Absolutely. Otherwise, it was 2, 5, 7, and 9, yeah. and 11. How do we survive? I have no idea. <laughs> How do we survive with just those two channels? Now you got a million channels you don't even use. The Price is Right was another show. Ah, uh, Price is Right. Yeah. 10 o'clock. Do, 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 do. Bob Barker talking about pets again. Correct. Outstanding. So when you were sick, what was the show that was always on when you were a kid? 312-332-3776 is our phone number. My guy is back, David Kaplan. I'm Jonathan Hood. Still to come, we'll give some thoughts about the Chicago Bulls uh, because the trade deadline for the NBA is right around the corner. We'll talk about that and that cartoon, that one show that was on. It's like, ah, I'm sick. But you know what? It makes me feel better. Captain J. Hood, morning 7 to 10. That's why I And J Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. That's why I Good morning and welcome into the Cap and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, John the Hood with you. Hope that you're going to have a great Monday. At this time, every single day, we give you shot or no shot. Here's Jake Cantu. JC? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? We're awesome. Let's rock and roll. Had a great, great weekend and l- looking forward to shot or no shot. All right, let's see what we have here. What can you unpack for us here for the weekend? All right, let's start unpacking uh, Super Bowl week. We haven't mentioned oh. it yet. We made it to Super Bowl week, right? Yes, yeah. And I know we've talked about our uh, favorite sports moments here on Shot or No Shot before. Mm-hmm. I know it's been a, a question. But I wanted to focus on the weeks. And I think unless your team is playing... You know, uh, ahead of this week, mm-hmm. you had the whole media and all that stuff, all the festivities. Shot or no shot, Super Bowl week is actually the saddest week in sports because this is the last time football will be played for a while. 
He's right. <laughs> oh, USFL's coming. And they just announced the Arena League's coming back. It is? How about that? Bring back the rush. Chicago I was a season coming? ticket holder, Brett and I. Chicago team coming? They haven't said yet. Uh-huh. Chicago rush. Uh, so, for a football fan, that is a shot. That no more college, that's been gone. No more pros. I know for some... This was an issue because there was no football this weekend. That was if you like the Pro Bowl, but I mean real football. So I would say it's a shot for some. If you're a football fan, you know that come Sunday, that'll be that with that. Now you get locked in on free agency, the draft, mm-hmm. trades. There'll be a lot to go on between now and training camp. A lot. But for the gambler, though, the hands are shaking. Correct. <laughs> it's shaking. I have nothing to gamble on. Can I have I, to start watching basketball. Can I get a parlay on something from the NFL? There, there is no, no, itchy. Oh, there's nothing there. That's it. They're going to be feeding to be able, like, like you, looking to be able to look at a point spread for a game, and there's no game, Cap. Of course, Cap will be right there for the USFL, though. That's correct. I like the team in yellow. <laughs> or the XFL cap. You got that, too. Got the XFL. Rock. I look forward to those. So that is a shot. JC. All righty. Let's move on to the uh, – we mentioned the NBA trade deadline already. We discussed little bulls. Uh, we've been throwing out some ideas, and uh, obviously we've talked about the inconsistency the bulls have had on and off the court. Yeah. So uh, with the bulls still in a holding pattern, and I know we just talked about some of the mock drafts, uh, and what we've seen the front office do in the past – Shot or no shot, the Bulls won't make a move at all this week. That's a shot, unfortunately. Hmm? That's a shot. Now, I'm, I still predict they'll make some cosmetic deal. I do not see them breaking up this team at the last second going, all right, blow it up. No chance. No chance. But they're, they have to. It, look, if they don't go out and get some help at guard then they are literally giving you the middle finger, telling you we don't really care. You cannot look at this team on February the 6th, 2023, and go, we're good. Either pick one direction or the other. I mean, that would be gross malpractice by this front office. And we can't get them to even think about speaking publicly. I mean, it's really embarrassing, the state of where it's at. Jay Moore, put another request in, please, for the Bulls, for an office. Yes, his Carter's- name's Matt Yob, Y-O-B, head of media relations. We're going to keep asking because they have to be held accountable here. I don't think, you know what, as far as I know, I don't think they even come on the flagship. The I, don't, I haven't heard of any, I follow everybody, I haven't seen any quotes. So, uh, I, I would say that is a, what was it, say the question again, the Bulls what? Won't the make Bulls a move? won't make a move at all this week. Um, that's a no shot. They, they, they will make a move, but I think is what Cap said, cosmetically. I'm saying that they're going to trade Alex Caruso. And based on what Cap also told us, cosmetic, it would be Andre Drummond. I think that both of those guys will be, but it's not going to be anything significant to affect the starting lineup like it should. Okay, but if you get rid of Andre Drummond and Alex Caruso and you don't get anything of substance back, mm-hmm. then all you're doing is weakening yourself. Then what are we really doing here? Right. I think it's between bench guys and nothing at all. So that's the middle ground. That's what it is. He's not, 
he's not changing. He's not training Levine, DeRozan, or Vucevic, or Patrick Williams, or Ayo DeSubu. It's not happening. But Alex Caruso, that's, that's a guy that I think a number of teams covet to be like a key for down the stretch in the playoffs defensively. Correct. They want a guy like that because what is Alex Caruso doing on this Bulls team? Seriously, what is he really doing? He doesn't have the bookend defender with Lonzo Ball when they did a really good job of stopping penetration. They did. Okay, so then what? No one else can do that here. And this team is, is just rich with combo guards. <laughs> I mean, from, from Kobe White to Zach Levine to, you know, all these guys. Are, uh, Drogic, supposed to be your lead guard. He doesn't get playing time because he's old. Correct. So who are you adding here? You That's cosmetic. You don't play Dale and Terry because he's in Windy City. He got, he got in the other night. I couldn't believe it. I'm watching the game and, whoa, Dale and Terry's in there. Deserves it. I've been watching him in Windy City. He deserves some time. He works hard. If yeah. you're look, if you're not trying to win a championship, then you better be in developmental mode. I see Patrick Williams making solid progress to being a really good player. He's but, 21. But see, JC, here's the problem. I've been telling Cap this. We, I do not want to go back to the Gar and Pax days of non-playoff teams, and the Bulls has a, having a reservation in Brooklyn for the draft for the lottery. Every single year. I don't want to see that again. But I also don't want to see this team middling at 25 and 27. I know I, beggars can't be choosers, but I don't want this team in the lottery because I don't know what our Connor Chauvin and Eversley can do to make the team better. I do not. Could you imagine this team at rock bottom with that group? Nothing's happening. My partner said it best. What's really the difference between Gar and Pax in this regime? Record-wise. Nothing. And Gar and Pax, I'm not a Gar guy. I never was. Pax, for all his faults, did that guy come on the air? Whether it was with me when I was by myself, he came on with us, he came on with Waddle and Sylvie. Like, he took a lot of heat and finally said, okay, I'm out. Let's get fresh blood in here. Yeah. And deservedly so. It was time. Yes. What have these dudes done except try to get back to the level the Bulls were at when they had Jimmy here? Have they done anything? Did you get done at the end of the summer and go, boy, my team pushed all their chips in. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. No. They signed Andre Drummond and Goran Dragic. Mm -hmm. And I know, I screamed, you got to get perimeter shooting. Nope. Didn't do it. Mm -mm. I know the afternoon show said the same thing. Mm I, I just think what they have done is basically middle-fingered their fan base and said, we don't care. Chase embarrassing. All right. Uh, I've been waiting for this question. That's I know fine. Cap. I know. <laughs> it's under my voice. That's I know Cap. Uh, Powering through. Uh, I'm a little scared to ask this question now, but what Cap said before we started the segment. Uh, but the Dallas Mavericks traded for a risky Kyrie Irving yesterday. Uh, we finally got a Woj bomb to start the week off. The Mavs now have two All-Stars. And guards that average over 27 points a game, shot or no shot, Luka and Kyrie are the best guard duo in the league now. Yeah, no shot because Kyrie is a jackass. No one wants him as their teammate. And let me just give a memo to Shark Tank guy down there, Mark Cuban. You could have just re-signed Jalen Brunson, who was your own free agent, instead of letting him run off to New York where he's playing at an all-star level and not had to give away anything. And... Kyrie's a free agent in the summer. He wants $200 million. 
What did they give Brunson? $60 million? Mm-hmm. That's $140 million you could have stuck in your pocket, Shark Tank boy. So, yeah, no, I think it's, again, he's wildly talented. He'll mind his P's and Q's for a while because he wants to get paid. He is a horrible teammate. They're, I believe that the Brooklyn Nets are the most disappointing NBA team of my lifetime. You remember how many people said, oh, the, God, they're never going to lose. Wow. Then Harden said, I, I play with this guy? I'm out. He's in Phoenix or uh, Philly. Yeah, you can have Ben Simmons for him. Disappointing with talent or disappointing, period, because Elgin Baylor's Clippers says, hold my beer. But Elgin Baylor's Clippers were horrible. They right. knew. They never believed they were going to be good. Right. Go back and read the articles when they got Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah. With Harden. Oh. Everybody said, oh, my God, that team's never going to lose. They were the overwhelming favorite in Vegas to win the title. Bunch it. Okay, watch dogs. it. Careful now. Our buddy Evan Cohen from the company, Good Karma, says Irving has now asked out of winning. He's asked out of losing. Highest paid player, not the highest paid player. The Batman role, the Robin role, his hometown, away from home, playing with star veterans and playing with star young players. He has literally quit on every possible situation. The biggest quitter in sports, Kyrie Irving. Correct. How, and this is JC behind, behind you, by the way, a Dallas Mavericks fan. The idea that you get Kyrie Irving forcing his way out of Brooklyn. And I know Joe uh, Sy, the owner of Brooklyn, had enough. After all this time, you get Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn, and now he forces his way out to go to the Mavericks. Here's a guy that can't stay happy. You have a, a significant other, and you're dating her. You're courting her. You bring her flowers all the time. You go to the movies. You have so many things in common. She looks great. The, the sex is unbelievable. But yet, she's never happy. No matter what you do, you're hitting all the marks, checking all the boxes, but yet she's never happy. That's Kyrie Irving. Correct. That's who he is. Correct. That, that's who Kyrie Irving, and so now he's part. This is how desperate the Mavericks are because of the one championship, and God bless him. Dirk Nowitzki went off, what, 70% shooting? That's the reason why that they won that championship because he cannot be stopped. But what have the Mavericks done? And so here's the, and here's the basketball part of it, Cap. Here's the basketball. Luka and Irving on the same floor? Luca going to give up the basketball? Kyrie <laughs> going to allow that? <laughs> it's like, really, those two? Just because it looks good on paper doesn't necessarily mean that's a good basketball decision. And by the way, when Irving's not getting the ball, guess what? He's going to leave Dallas, too, like he leaves everywhere else. Well, let's just be clear. I believe that he is going to be on his best behavior. And maybe it works this spring. For a few months. And then you're going to give him $200 million? Good luck with that. I wouldn't want that guy if he paid me two hundred million. I just, I just, I, JC, I just think that is an absolute joke. Kyrie Irving's never, never happy, never happy. You know, during George Floyd, he just he just leaves. George Floyd, of course, this country was uh, on fire because of George Floyd. But then Kyrie Irving during that time just leaves. And Steve Nash said, "You take all the time you need. Clear your head. Just keep in touch with me. Yeah. That's all I. Okay, you got it." Ghosted him. He said, I text him all the time. I've tried to call him. Can't get anybody to call him back. Yeah, bad teammate. And if I can add real quick, not to go too far out. Look, like, I wasn't happy when I saw it, but the basketball in me, right? Oh, new shiny toy. The basketball fan in me. Like, I want to see it 
and see what happens. I'm intrigued to see how it works out. If it probably not works out at all. Like I see this kind of like the Rajon Rondo trade from a few years back or Stoudemire on the Mavericks. But at the same time, too, it's a brand new shiny toy. Yeah. It's help for Luca. Whatever, put everything off the side right now. Just looking from a basketball perspective, he has not had a talent play next to him like Kyrie Irving. And from a basketball fan's perspective, that's what I'm excited about. And what does that mean? Yeah, talented, but yeah, he's going to get the ball. Luca is ball dominant. He's a great player. He is. But is he going to give the ball? And again, you have to work with Kyrie. That's just that, to me, I know why they made the trade, by the way. They made the trade because after Denver, it's a wide open West. I understand it because Golden State's struggling. Another injury to Steph Curry. Tell you who's playing better. They're getting healthier. They haven't got Booker back yet. Phoenix. Phoenix is is available. Yeah. Uh, And by the way, that deal was in place. Chris Paul for Kyrie Irving straight up. With picks. Yep. Yeah. So Chris Paul, clearly expendable in Phoenix. (laughs) That would have been interesting. You want him here? Who? Chris Paul? No (laughs) shot. Nope. No shot. Because, again, we're talking about age and health. If the Bulls were close, absolutely. But, again, who are you trading for? So and there, and there it is. The Bulls don't have enough to deal without completely uh, destroying the team. All right, coming up, we have around the NFL cap. We've got some stories, lines. We've got to get to the around the NFL. Also, Courtney Cronin will be with us as well at 835. All part of the mix this morning on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean... What's the answer you're looking for on these things here? We are ready now for Around the NFL on the Cap and J. Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We're going to hear from Courtney Cronin. By the way, as we do Around the NFL, go to ESPN.com, click Bears, and check out the latest column from Courtney Cronin. It's about Justin Fields. I think you'll enjoy it. We'll talk to her about it coming up at 835. Around the NFL, here's Jake Cantu. Jake? All righty, we saw yesterday uh, the NFL implemented a new Pro Bowl format, guys. Uh, I know Cap had mentioned his thoughts a little bit earlier this morning, uh, you know, not watching the Pro Bowl. But uh, I think, you know, we talked about it a little bit. They had some flag football games introduced, some skill competitions, and uh, NFC ended up winning uh, 35 to 33, if anybody cares about that. Mm-hmm. But uh, what were your initial thoughts of the Pro Bowl? I guess we'll start out with, too. When are they playing this? <laughs> Cap, I saw highlights of it because, like everything else, I avoid the Pro Bowl or the All-Star Games. Because I, I forgot that there was a new format. Because we didn't talk about it Thursday or Friday. But I know that they had this new flag football game. And I was thinking, well, what's the difference between what we saw yesterday and the National Football League? What's the difference? That's flag football, too, every Sunday, quite frankly. I did not watch... I did not. It was, I don't watch it when it's the regular game. And now that it's a bunch of hijinks, no, no interest in that event. I watched a lot of basketball. 58,331 fans. 
was there to be able to see this at Allegiant Stadium. Okay, so JC, because you and uh, and Jay Moore were watching this, I just saw the highlights. And so, did the quarterbacks wear helmets, and the others did not? It was like it was like a mix of it. Some helmets and some just regular hats. I see. It, Correct. It, honestly, I saw more gritting than anything else. Okay, so the guys dancing, the NFC team dancing. That's it, man. That's it. Okay. All right, I guess we can move on. Yeah. That's it. Sounds like uh, I like that. A lot of detail. I saw the highlights on ESPN. Uh-huh. I'm like, thank goodness. Jay, Jay Moore, it. anything on this? Yeah, they gave the long snappers and the punters some love. They had their own game, like a tic-tac-toe thing, where they have to hike the ball and mm-hmm. kick the ball to get tic-tac-toe. And I, I think that was I great because those guys get no love. Can't believe so, I missed that. So you know what? That sounds like to me, just based on the highlights I saw on YouTube, that it sounds like it's great for kids. That, is that a way to grow the game for, from a kid's standpoint? Pretty much. Pretty much. A lot of games. As a football guy, were you insulted by this? Or by the pros playing flag football? I'm always insulted. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's always insulting. Yeah? You know they're adding flag football to the Olympics. Are they? Flag football. That is a huge, huge deal with America's youth now. Yeah. Like our friend Ryan McGuffey. He's a coach in that. Mm -hmm. His kid's one of the best players. And they go from league to league to year-round. Flag football is huge. We got one injury from this, do we not, JC? Yes, we did. Miles Garrett with a dislocated toe. Mm. Wow. Okay. All right, what else is going on in the NFL? Uh, according to the athletic uh, post that we saw here, NFL concussions rise during 2022 regular season, uh, particularly among QBs, uh, which obviously the biggest we saw was Tua this year, finally passing concussion protocol uh, over the weekend. Uh, but concussions were roughly up 18% this season, and 60% of that increase came from quarterbacks and special teams. So it's the, the players are bigger, stronger, faster than they've ever been before. Go back and look at the size of what the offensive linemen were when the 85 Bears, our last Super Bowl champion. You had guys playing at 265, 270 pounds. The max was 270, 275. And you thought that was big at the time. And now, remember William Perry, oh my God, he weighs 300 pounds. It's insane. Yes. Every lineman on the Bears, north of 300 pounds on the offensive line. Mm -hmm. You have some teams, guys are playing... 370, 380. They hit harder. They run faster. Yeah, it's it's a scary game, man. So when I see the concussions up 18%, I guess my bottom line of it is when Roger Goodell continues to preach safety in the NFL, do something with the helmets, all this stuff. Cap, you cannot bring that number down in a physical sport. I know that the NFL is trying to make it seem like it's ballet. You know, you can't touch the quarterbacks. You can't touch skill position guys. You can't hit. You can't uh, tackle them roughly. But it's still a physical sport. How is it that I'm hearing whispers, and I think you might have heard this as well, where there might be some defensive coordinators or some teams, maybe in college and the pros, who are like, don't sack the quarterback. Just rush him. What do you mean, don't sack the quarterback? My instinct is to get him down on the ground. Correct. But every time you take him down on the ground, it's, it's, it's perceived as being rough, roughing the passer. That sucks. If you're doing a form tackle and the referee says, boy, that was a tough crunch, do I give him a flag? That hurts the league to me, for me. I don't see that on Saturdays, but I see it a lot on Sundays. 
Yeah, you do all you can to get a mobile quarterback on the ground. You use the weight of his body. That's right. a 15. Stop. Don't play football. Play football. Well, they talk about these concussions. Like, you can't do anything about this in a, in a physical sport. Can't Correct. do it. Correct. Now, obviously, Tua was the is really unbelievable to see him down on the ground, fingers going in five different directions, and then he's back out there playing a couple weeks later. And then gets another one. And I just watched an interview with his parents. Crazy. And they said, all this talk about him retiring, he's not retiring. No. His doctors have cleared him. He is going to play football. Yes. He will be out there still playing his mediocre football. (laughs) Remember when it was tank for Tua? Yeah. Everyone thought he'd be the number one pick? Never saw it. Never Never saw it. it. And on the same line, too, we also had Antonio Brown. I don't know if you guys saw this. Yeah. Antonio Brown uh, blames someone for his CTE. Do you have that, Jay Moore? I wanted to tell you guys that I think James Harrison gave me CTE. James Harrison had a legal helmet for over 20 years in the NFL, and he hit me one time. And ever since he hit me, I've been super aggressive. So blame James Harrison for my CTE. Okay. So you blame James Harrison for you being a clown this whole time. You're taking your, your uniform off and dancing in the end zone and retiring that way. All your histrionics, all the stuff that you've done with Tom Brady's wife, ex-wife, that's all because of James Harrison? How about, how about in his mansion, does he have any mirrors? Maybe a few mirrors to look in the mirror. personal responsibility. How about that? Correct. Just for a change. James Harrison's the reason why I act this way. This He gave me CTE. The absolute clown. Clown. Keep him out of the news, please. <laughs> Keep him out of the... I mean, he keeps making himself a story. Gets on Snapchat. Is nailing some blonde. And says, oh, I was hacked. What? Come on, man. He's done. <sighs> yes. Thank He's you know. yesterday's news. Yes. Yes. All right. What else do we have? All right. Uh, before the weekend, we saw an eBay post blow up of Tom Brady's sand. Do you guys know what that auction is at right now? I can only imagine. Here's the sand that Brady stood on when he announced his retirement. Really? The jar's at $99,000. There's no way. There's no way someone's paying that. Cap. Cap, hang on a second. So people know exactly where Brady was when he made his announcement. They know the seaweed and where he was on the beach. They know or maybe this guy was off camera and he saw. That's Tom Brady. The sand. Well, there's a sucker born every minute, isn't Correct. it? Correct. The sand cap where he made his announcement. How do you know it's the actual sand? You know, there's wind, you know. What if it's, what if it's different sand? What if the granules blew 50 feet away? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, this country. We're in such a wacky country, man. Well, I thought, too, if Tom Brady signs a jar, what does that make the value? Sign the jar! Tom, can you sign this? Sure, what is that? That's the sand you were standing on. He'd look at you like you got turds for earrings. Right. What? Do you know that back in the day, true story, there was a company that wanted to market Secretariat's poop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would pick up the oh. dung, I think they call dung, it. Yes. Horse terms. And put it in these plastic cubes and they would sell it. And the owners went, no. Oh, We're not doing that. Come on, man. Yes. Tom Brady sand. Cap, we can go over here just maybe 10 minutes away, just get some sand and just say it's Tom Brady's, and people would believe it. It's just stupid. Stupid. 
JC, you sounds like you it sounds like you'd be on that. Yeah, I would. I'd try it. <laughs> He'd buy the scam sand. somebody. The sand for Tom Brady where you sat. I mean, if it wasn't my price range, be a nice little oh, uh, little piece on the wall. I got a piece on the wall for you, but it's not the sand. And that, my friends, is around the NFL. NFL. Right here on Chicago's Hope for Sports. Courtney Cronin. Courtney Cronin is going to be with us coming up. Her thoughts. She had a great article that Cap and I read from ESPN.com. Check it out, and we'll talk to her about that next. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. The Grammy goes to Lizzo for About Damn Paul. Um, huh? Let me tell you something. Me and Adele having a good time just enjoying ourselves, just rooting for our friends. So this is an amazing night. This is so unexpected. Um, I want to dedicate this award to Prince, my sister. Um, when we lost Prince, I decided to dedicate my life to making positive music. And um, <laughs> I was like, I don't care if my positivity bother you, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and this was at a time when positive music and feel good music wasn't mainstream at that point. And I felt very misunderstood. Lizzo, one of the many winners at the Grammys last night. As you're listening to Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Tell you one thing, Cap, about the music business. And, you know, we have someone that uh, is that can vote on the Grammys every year. You know, we have someone. I was unaware of this. Yeah, all right. So, Jake Cantu, your thoughts. As all you right. Are... And I voted for. No, no, you get oh. out of the way. Jay Moore is uh, at his at his very heart is a DJ, and also no is musically inclined. He has a vote every year for the Grammys. Did you know this? I did not know this. I know that Jay Moore is a very in tune with pop culture man. Mm-hmm. But in his music, though, in his music bag, so uh, you know he flew into Los Angeles last night. He made it in time for the show. Jay Moore, that's dedication, man. How was the party last night? <laughs> Harry Styles, you were at right the Styles party. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> you, you weren't there? No, I didn't go this year. Oh, okay. But I voted. All right, so tell us the votes because album of the year, Harry Styles is there. You got Lizzo we just heard from. Springsteen on there? Uh, no. no, they're talking about, you know, artists that are <laughs> relevant today. Bob Seger? <laughs> so, yes, actually. All right, so who did you vote for, sir? Yacht Rock. Actually, album of the year, I did vote for Harry Styles. I thought he had a real great album, depending on, like, if you look at the category and who was he was up against. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily about popularity. A lot of people look at popularity. Popularity gets you on a ballot, mm-hmm. but it's about art. And to me, artistically, he had the best album. So Harry Styles, the album of the year. Yes. When you work out, it'll be at the gym that you're at. You'll no. hear Harry Styles. No, it will be. <laughs> As absolutely. we was, it was a big record. Yeah, absolutely. So Lizzo about damn time. And Lizzo just outrageous she's out there we just heard from her you know what i always funny find funny about the grammys if you're nominated cap say you're nominated and you're in a mix with doja cat and kendrick lamar and mary j blige all these people right mm-hmm. you're gonna have something in your back pocket right in case you win there's no way you're gonna go up there and be like i had no idea cap and jay would win i'm i just had no idea you'd have something in your back pocket for a speech wouldn't you and who's the one who has a cat 
Did you say? Doja. <laughs> would you not have something in your back pocket? Did, I would. Some kind of speech, something, right? Correct. I don't know what to say. I can't believe I won. You of course. In all honesty, you don't know if you're going to win or not. And when you see the competition is so fierce, sometimes you just be like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to get it. What about you, Cap, and Bonnie Raitt? You're, you're a big Bonnie Raitt guy. She shouldn't have got it. Who? You know who Bonnie Raitt is. Oh, she's a country singer. Yes. You're, you're a fan. She won no. Record of the Year. I am. I hate both kinds, country and western. I don't like either. And shout, the, the shout, difference out to, bet- shout out to our listeners downstate. Go ahead. The difference between Record <laughs> of the Year and Song of the Year. The Record of the Year is basically for everyone who did the record, from the producers, the writers, the mixers, the engineers. And the Song of the Year is just the artist. The songwriter. The, the song, song of the Year is just the songwriter. Okay. And so I felt uh, Harry Styles should have got that. Mm-hmm. And do they bring the cat up on stage? <laughs> no, that's the, the cat's part of the after party. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> so, so, wow. I'm just telling you. But some great takeaways I took uh, from the Grammys mm-hmm. actually was the 50-year anniversary of hip-hop. Man, that was unbelievable. That performance was great. Man, you, just, you know what I'm always interested in, Jay Moore, is like how many microphones are ready? That whole production. That's the thing, right? Yeah. If you have a whole bunch of artists, Cap, on the stage at the same time, man, who could, who's on the board controlling all the mics? There's got like 100 mics out there. Yeah, you got about seven sound men. Wow. Running through all those mics, keeping those channels up. Crazy. As well as uh, the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award. Mm-hmm. That's coming up every year, so that was great that he got that Dr. this year. Dr. Dre is great. Yes. And also, shout out to a couple of Chicago cats. Jay Ivey, spoken word artist. He took on his first award last night. Mm-hmm. He plays for the Pistons. No, Jay Ivey. <laughs> no, that's a different Ivy. <laughs> not, not the I'm guy. I'm looking at the box score. It says Jay Ivey not, here for the Pistons. No, not, not that the, Jay Not the moribund. <laughs> pi- Go ahead. And Chicago House DJ Terry Hunter. Oh. He was nominated for. He's on XRT, I think. He is not. <laughs> he was nominated for his house remix of Beyonce's. Uh, you can't break my soul. He didn't win, but he got nominated, so that was pretty good. And so those are some among some of your votes, correct? Yes. But let's just give it to Beyonce. Now, what's the total? Do we know the total amount? Because we talk about Tom Brady being the GOAT, right? Beyonce has to be in that same photo as far as GOAT for what she's done. She's the GOAT of the Grammys. She actually has 32 wins. Who's beating that? Uh, Who's beating that? 32 Grammys? And actually, the I guess I think his name Michael is... Michael Jackson? He, he can't anymore. Not anymore, but <laughs> how many does he have in his lifetime? Not as much he, he as he doesn't have that many. Think about that. So, th- so that's what we got to do, Cap. The next level of the show is the music and d- debating the best <laughs> the best artists. Like, Beyonce's got to be one. As much as Adele and Mary J. Blige were, were smiling, they, they're doing it through grit teeth, though, because they're like, Beyonce again? And she came late, by the way. Well, she took home four out of the eight that she uh, was nominated for. Clearly the GOAT, though, right? Definitely. Definitely. Definitely the GOAT. Okay, can you tell me, Beyonce, you said, has 32. Yes. Who did she pass who has 31? Uh, The guy from the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. Sir George Mm Salty. Yes, he had 31. Correct. He died in 97, so that's when his streak ended. Quincy Jones. 28. Quincy Jones has 28. 28. Correct. And he's the GOAT in what he does as a producer, director, obviously, great music. But no one's beating Beyonce, Cap. Not now. Think about it. Yeah, Springsteen 
a lot of these are not active anymore. Some are. Springsteen has 20. He's 12 behind. He and he's still, like 70 years old. He can still catch up, though. He's got no chance. He'll be doing <laughs> no it in shot. his 80s. <laughs> no shot. He'll be doing it in his 80s, Cap. He's just, not <laughs> catching Beyonce. Unless she announces her retirement, no shot. Uh, I just thought that the Grammys was, was uh, terrific. I think that Trevor Noah did a great job as a host. Yeah. And, hey, AJZ, when, you, when they celebrate 50 years of hip-hop, take a mic. Get on the stage. You Get know, I, I've thought about that, too. He should have been up Get there. Get up there. Absolutely. I know there's a lot of people in their rocking chairs in Omaha were like, wait a minute, Queen Latifah's a rapper? <laughs> LL Cool J's a rapper? Wait, 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 wait a minute, Ice-T. I watch him on, uh, on my Law & Order. What, what's going on? He's rappy. He's a rappy guy. I know a lot of people had to be surprised. They're taking the microphone. They see him as actors for 20 years. They're like, you're a rap guy? Ah. <laughs> Holding their nose, watching the Grammys. Which direction will the Bulls go ahead of the NBA trade deadline? Which direction are they going to go? Do you believe in this front office for the Bulls? Cap and I will talk about that in two minutes on Chicago's Home for Sports.